Welcome to the podcast. I'm Mark. And I'm Krista. And you're listening to Practical Prepping Quick Tips. Are you ready for the next natural disaster? Or one of the little emergencies that life throws your way? Practical Prepping for Everyday People. This book is available from our website, on Amazon, or wherever books are sold. As a kid, I got into CB radio. In fact, I was talking with your brother a lot of times when we were kids, and he got into CB radio. Mm-hmm. Back in the 1970s. Back in the 70s, and actually we got in before the big craze hit, mm-hmm. but there was a learning curve there, and you had to learn the lingo. And then the craze hit, and there were a lot more terms that came out. And you had to learn the lingo to be able to understand what was being said. When I got into law enforcement, I had to learn to speak police. We do talk funny. We talk in numbers. We talk in codes. We talk in different acronyms that we use there. When I got into ham radio, I did the same thing. There's a lingo to ham radio. And then when I got further into prepping and I began to read and research, I ran into a lot of acronyms and terms that I didn't understand to start with. And I'm guessing that a lot of our listeners, being new to prepping, may not know some of these terms, may not know some of these acronyms. Well, we just need to maybe break them down then. So we're going to run through some of them, some of them very simple, some of them you will know, some of them... I'm guessing you won't know. Some of them I didn't know offhand and had to research a little bit. So why don't you kick us off? All right, let's just start off with 2A. What does that stand for? Second Amendment. It's a reference to the Constitution. To the Constitution. Second Amendment about the right to keep and bear arms. Exactly. ABC. That stands for Airway, Breathing, and Circulation. And we teach that in CPR. That's the order that we look at. Airway, breathing, you open the airway, you check to see that they're breathing. And if they don't have a pulse, then we start compressions for circulation. Okay. How about B-O-B? Bob. Bob. Short for Robert. (laughs) Well, it could be. Well, my dad was named Robert, and I heard him called Bob a couple of times, and it was kind of funny to me, but... In the prepping context, that is bug out bag. Okay, because a lot of times you'll see people will abbreviate bug out bag and they'll talk about grabbing their bob right. and, and exiting. And the bug out location. B O L. B O L. So you can have a B O B to get in your B O V to go to your B O L. Bug out vehicle? Bug out vehicle to go to your bug out location. Okay. Next one is cat. Cat tourniquet. A cat tourniquet. That refers to a combat application tourniquet. Yeah, it's a fast application tourniquet. Now, there's several different type of tourniquets, so just cover those real quick here. You have the rat tourniquet. Right. And yeah, that stands for rapid application tourniquet. And the SWAT T tourniquet. Stretch, wrap, and tuck. I do carry a SWAT T It's a great for pressure dressing, but it's not easily applied to yourself. So that's something to consider when you're looking at carrying a tourniquet. CB, I mentioned Citizen Band Radio a while ago. It's really short distance radio communication, 
and they're often found in bug out vehicles. It's a very common radio. They're often found in trucks. The, the over the road trucks are most all of them are running CBs now. How about a CCW? That stands for Concealed Carry Weapon. You see that CCW often mentioned in reference to handgun permits or mm-hmm. gun training or obviously any kind of concealed carry, you'll see CCW. And associated with that, you'll see CCL at times for Concealed Carry License. Okay, all right. How about CDC? The CDC stands for the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. That's that federal agency. I believe they're headquartered in Atlanta. Is that right? Or in the Atlanta area? Yes, based out of Atlanta. And so they've, they figured very prominently through this last pandemic. Very much of the information that was issued came from the CDC. How about CERT? That's not a breath mint either. CERT, C-E-R-T. That stands for Community Emergency Response Team. These are generally local citizen corps groups that are trained by FEMA to assist with local and regional disasters. You often see them deployed after a large tornado activity, a hurricane, earthquake, volcano, that kind of thing. It's a way for help to be in the community quicker because it's community-based. Okay, so what about a CME? Coronal mass ejection. Now, this is a naturally occurring solar flare, and it has the potential to create an EMP by bombarding the atmosphere with magnetic fields. And it comes from the sun, and we saw this back in the mid-1800s with the Carrington event. And at that time, it set a lot of the telegraph offices on fire. Oh, wow. It basically creates an EMP and could take out all of the electronics. Now, we have solar flares regularly. Oh, yeah, that's not at all unusual. And a lot of times it only affects us to the degree that we hear some static on VHF radios. Okay, now we go to CPR. What does that stand for? Cardiopulmonary resuscitation. And it's a well-known first aid training. And if you don't know CPR, learn it. And while you're learning it, also take a Stop the Bleed class. Oh, yes. And actually, I went through one last week. Mm-hmm. And it's always good to, to do that refresher. This next one Mark refers to a lot. That's his EDC, which is his everyday carry. He has an actual shoulder bag that has a laundry list of goodies in there that are just good to have on hand. First aid supplies and lighting and batteries and necessaries when he goes to places he says oh i need to remember my edc yeah that's my edc bag now i edc a bunch of other stuff during my day i edc a handgun Mm -hmm. i edc a flashlight i have two edcs i have a work bag and a personal purse pocketbook both of those are my edc Mm -hmm. and i do carry a broad variety of different types of prepper items in both of those bags and they're handy to have how about an emp we referred to a minute ago right you're going to see the that term referred to not only in fictional science fiction movies and plays and writings but also in real science it's an electromagnetic pulse emp that stands for a short burst of electromagnetic energy that can disrupt, damage, and even destroy 
unprotected electronics. For example, a nuclear blast or an, an interstellar nuclear blast can cause an EMP. A high-altitude nuclear device could be set off for the specific purpose of taking out a country's electronics. And often EMPs are mentioned as, you know, what they call grid-destroying, life-changing type of event to where it would kind of blow us back to the early 1800s. I heard a statistic today, and this is debatable. I've heard different numbers, but that if we had an EMP, that within one year we'd lose 50% of our population. Oh, wow. I've also heard 90% Mm. of our population. Mm -hmm. It's something to be well aware of. How about EOTW? EOTW stands for End of the World. And it will one day end, so we better be prepared. And so there's another term that is often associated that. We call it Teotwaki, and it's the end of the world as we know it. And that could be something like an EMP that would change life as we know it. Mm-hmm. Then we get down to E-R-O-L, and you'll see this once in a while in a forum, excessive rule of law. And this can come about usually gradually when you've got a, I don't want to necessarily say a dictatorial government, but government begins to put in excessive regulations, and that's over a gradual thing. But it can also happen after some type of an emergency And I've seen it where they'd put in martial law in one city. I think they actually did that after Katrina. Mm -hmm. There was a bit of martial law. And they overstepped their bounds in doing that in Katrina. Well, something I've learned about martial law, a lot of people don't realize this, that if martial law is enacted authentically, it supersedes the Constitution. Yes. You no longer have constitutional rights and that's something a lot of people don't realize when their people are screaming for like a federal police state Mm -hmm. or a constant chronic martial law for all time that is an abandonment of liberty and freedom so i would think long and hard before i would demand it and so that is e-r-o-l excessive rule of law next one up is ETA. That's used commonly in a lot of ways. Exactly. Estimated time of arrival. I use that a lot of times when I'm communicating with a client to let them know that I am en route, mm-hmm. and I'll give them some ideas that my ETA is 20, 25 minutes. Right. Give them some sort of an idea of when they can expect me. And we do that when we're traveling a lot. FIFO. First in, first out. I think this actually came about as a computer term, did it not? That was garbage in, garbage out. Oh, Giga. I get my garbage mixed the, up. That's this right. Is FIFO, FIFO, first in, fi- first out. And it's really a method of inventory management. And when we're stocking food, what we buy first and put on the shelf, we use first. Right. So you want it in top rotation. Exactly. You, you want the oldest to the front. Mm-hmm. You want to be using mm-hmm. it first. Proper first rotation. in, first out. Then we come up to FEMA. Federal Emergency Management Agency. And it's the federal agency that does the planning for and mitigation of and responding to disasters. And you also have the EMA, the Emergency Management Agency, in your county. 
So you have the federal, you have the state, and you have the county. But FEMA is Federal Emergency Management Agency. Recently, we talked about the FRS, and that stands for the Family Radio Service. And then what most of us like to talk about a lot is a GHB. Get home bag. We call them car bags. and They ride in our cars, and we hope we have whatever we would need to be on the road several days trying to get home if we had to. Now, here's one. Good. G-O-O-D. Get out of Dodge. This originated in the old westerns, and it was meant to be escaping from populated areas. Good bags, get out of Dodge bags, are similar to bug out bags, but they're really designed with urban scenarios in mind and often have extra weaponry, ammo, and urban tools. Okay, next term is GMRS. General Mobile Radio Service. We talked about that recently on mm-hmm. a podcast that it doesn't require a license, I don't believe. Is that right? Uh, General GMRS does require a license, but it does not require a test. I got you. That's right. It was FRS. FRS does not. Does not. Gotcha. But that leads us directly into ham, ham radio, another term for the amateur radio. And it does require a license and a test. And it's a very, very good service. Then you've got ICE. I-C-E, in case of emergency. And I have this listed on my phone, on the front screen of my phone, so that it has ICE and it has your number. And that way, if I'm unable to respond and they can pick up my phone, they can see that without having to unlock it. And then the next term is J-I-C. Just in case. How about the IFAC? That's what it just took me a while to learn was individual first aid kit. This is a small portable first aid kit. It was really first used by the military. And most of the time when you say IFAC, you're talking about a specific set of bandages and things in that kit. I think it was one of the first times, I believe, in World War One, where soldiers were issued their very own, whereas before a medic would travel mm-hmm. with the troops and they would carry all the medical supplies. But in this case, they sent out IFAC with each soldier, each combat right. soldier. Right. The sooner we can get treatment to an injury, the more survivability we have. Next one is INCH, I-N-C-H. I'm never coming home. Now, it's a long-term kit, and usually it's meant to sustain wilderness survival for an indefinite period of time. But if we have to leave and we're never coming home, there are things that I want to carry, and this could be a bag of photos, important papers, mementos, things that we'd want for the future, especially if we're facing total destruction. And that has actually happened to some people in a wildfire or a mudslide Mm -hmm. where their homes are completely destroyed, including lava eruption in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. You've seen the lava creep, Mm -hmm. and it'll just creep onto a house, burn what's burnable, and then just cover it over with molten rock. And so there is no going back. Yeah, there's no, there's the, it's gone. in, In those situations... There are things that I had rather have. I I see less 
probability of having to go live in the wilderness indefinitely mm-hmm. than I do wanting to get our important stuff out of here. Right. So that's Inch. I'm never coming home. What's the next one? Well, I am one of these next ones. L-E-O. That stands for Law Enforcement Officer. These are the men and women who put on the shield and the uniform and they go out there and they serve and and they protect us and they're peacekeepers. They know what a law enforcement yeah. officer is. <laughs> well, I do like to brag on them because there's nearly a million of them in America. And nearly a million of them do their jobs flawlessly every day. Mm-hmm. And we just want to maximize that message. And it's usually the guy getting out of the car with the blue lights behind you. Usually. Yeah. <laughs> usually. Right. All right. Molly. M-O-L-L-E. This stands for Modular Lightweight Load Carrying Equipment. And it's pronounced Molly, like the name Molly. And you'll see tactical backpacks that have the the webbing on it. They, they have strips that are across, and you can lock in other items to that. Yeah, there's detachable containment pieces and also little gaps where you can slide rods and things like that and if you've seen a law enforcement officer's vest external tactical vest that's molly you'll see it on some backpacks as well So they're customizable right you can set it up any way you want it and attach anything to it including mres mre stands for a meal ready to eat and this comes to us from the military where they issue, and from what I understand, they're pretty good-tasting meals that simply require some hot water in order to reconstitute. Well, the heater meals, you just pour the water in and it heats up. Yeah, they've got a device a chemical, of some kind, a chemical, chemical reaction right. in there. And we mentioned MERS a while ago, M-U-R-S, the multi-use radio system. There's no license required on that, and there's five channels, and you're sharing those. And then NOAA. N-O-A-A. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. This is the folks that put out the weather radios and the weather alerts for hurricanes and such as that. Then you've got OPSEC. You'll see this in a lot of forums and and in some writings. Mm -hmm. Operational Security. And it's O-P-S-E-C. And it means being careful what you let out about what you're doing. OTC, we talk about this a lot, over-the-counter. It can be used for medication, but it can also be used at times for easily obtained supplies. And then a term that we've used quite a bit that we've picked up from the prepper world, and that's SHTF. Now, we've modified the term slightly. We say stuff hits the fan because this is a family-friendly Program. It's the kind of stuff you might find at the bottom of a stall in a barn. That, or <laughs> I, I have referred to it as Schumer hits the fan. <laughs> if the Schumer hits the fan. Oh, dear. Then we go, if it does, then we go to our SOP. Standard Operating Procedure. And this is all sorts of things has SOP. We have SOP in uh, all types of situations that we can get into. And military has SOP. Schools have. They have drills. That's a standard operating procedure. Your standard operating procedure. SOS. Save our ship. And it's a recognizable signal. And it can be done with a light. It can be done in its Morse code. You can do it across the airwaves. You can do it 
any number of ways, but it's dit 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 da 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 dit 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 s o s. Now, isn't this strictly used as a maritime alert? It is a on the water type of thing, or is s o s permitted on land? SOS can be used on land. Okay, so it's like a general broad... We're in trouble, but it started in maritime. Gotcha, okay. Now here's one that the pandemic taught everybody what this means. TP. Mm Mm-hmm. Toilet paper. Right. Still haven't figured that out. (laughs) We had excessive rule of law a while ago. Now we have without rule of law. It's known as W-R-O-L. And it's anarchy. It's civil disobedience. It's a societal collapse. There's really no enforcement during without rule of law situations. W-R-O-L. You'll see that. And if it goes bad enough, you get to yo-yo. Y-O-Y-O stands for you're on your own. And we plan to be on our own for at least three to five days after a major disaster because it's going to take FEMA a while to get here. Help's coming, but it's going to take a while. So we need to be prepared so that we can fend for ourselves and for our families in a bad enough scenario. In thinking of all of these acronyms, and they're very appropriate, and now I think that this will help others who are reading and researching and watching videos, when they hear others speak about some of these things, they'll know. And you know why that is? Because SH, you got a SP. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> yeah, she said, stuff happens. Stay prepared. And we'll see you next time.